Welcome. You're listening to WO Voices, a podcast series from Women in Optometry magazine. I'm Marjolyn Bailefeld, editor of Women in Optometry. We're delighted you could join us. We're here today with two Instagram influencers, Dr. Jessica Duran of Downey, California, and Dr. Lilia Flores of San Antonio, Texas. Together, they run an Instagram page called Dr. Eye Beauty. It's about cosmetics and eye health and just about anything that uh, comes in contact with the ocular surface. Welcome to you both. Thank you for having us. Uh, Dr. Duran, let's start with you. What um, what made you decide that uh, this this was a good way of of reaching out to to people? Um, well, you know, uh, social media is huge right now, and so I uh, we have I always had patients ask, you know, what kind of mascara do you recommend, or does eye cream really work? And so we had this idea of you know putting together um, a platform where we'd be able to share that information with patients and also other eye doctors because it's not something that we're taught in school. Um, Lily and I are cousins and so we figured it'd be a good a good way to kind of both give our perspectives on 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 that and uh, uh, social media like I said is huge right now so it's just a great way to reach both doctors and patients. Dr. Flores, is there a gap in information that that people are looking to fill? There is definitely just like Dr. Ann Man, uh, Dr. Duran mentioned, um, you know, there's not a lot that we learn about cosmetics in general, um, especially being in eye care. It's super important. We deal with it, you know, even more more so as women. And so me being in, in uh, cosmetic surgery or refractive surgery, you know, I, I hear that a lot as well, um, asking for recommendations on Um, you know, mascaras, or, you know, when do I do my lashes? Can I do lashes? You know, all of those uh, things that they're not really addressed um, as thoroughly as we would like. And um, it's kind of our responsibility as eye care professionals to take on that that role and be able to educate our patients on, um, you know, what they're putting on their eyes. It seems to me that a number of the respondents to your um, Instagram pages are also doctors, though. Dr. Duran, do you think you're getting a a lot of interest from eye care professionals? Absolutely. I mean, um, optometry is so female dominated now, but I think it's something that's definitely not taught in school. And, you know, we get these questions day in and day out from our patients. So I think it's a good way for doctors, you know, as when we started, we had no idea, you know, is it good to use a waterproof makeup or is it better to use non-waterproof makeup? And so I think it, like Lily was saying, bridges a big gap that there is between education, um, formal education that we get in school. And once we start practicing, like what we actually see, you know, in our exam chairs. And so, yeah, I would agree. I think most of our followers are other eye doctors and, um, I think it's a good way to, you know, get at least a conversation started. Uh, I've never personally attended like an education or a CE that's based off of that. And it's something I think that, you know, is a good opportunity for us to try to fill or, you know, be able to teach our fellow um, optometrists about the eye and, you know, mascara and eyeshadows and eyeliners and, you know, because all most of our female patients are wearing something around the eye and, you know, we don't learn or know what is actually good and healthy for it. So yeah, I think it's a great platform to especially reach our colleagues. Well, and Dr. Flores, do you find that the interest in the eyes is even a little bit more um, pronounced when 
so many of us are, are wearing masks. <laughs> and yeah, absolutely. I think especially, um, you know, with COVID, this pandemic has kind of brought to light, you know, um, that hygienic component that, you know, we're constantly uh, griping about to our patients. And, you know, even as doctors, you know, we're, we're a lot more conscious about being super hygienic, making sure that the products we use are hygienic for us and it's safe. Um, and then, you know, you tackle on the mask on top of it, and then you have dryness, you have, you know, all these preservatives that you're having to worry about what's, what's hygienic, what's not. And so it's just brought to light a bunch of new uh, topics that we hadn't really delved into. Reviews are a, a big part of, of what you're doing. You're, you're uh, getting to try out a lot of products or, or strategies, the, uh, the jade rollers, for example, um, uh, mascara, a, a lot of, a lot of posts on mascara. Is, is that fun? Dr. Durner? <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. I know the girls, uh, in the, op the office I work at, I'm always like, I need you to try this mascara. I need you to try this eyeliner. Or one of the girls has a horrible habit of putting her eyeliner at her, on her waterline, what people call. And so I'm constantly, she's constantly like, can you check my eyes? They feel dry today, you know? And so it's, it's fun to be able to have that experience with not only the, you know, the text in the office, but, you know, getting to test out new products. And sometimes, you know, we find that it works great. And other times we're like, man, this was, you know, it's such a popular mascara and it's actually horrible for your eye health. It's sticking to contact, it's in the tear film. And so it's, it's been fun. Um, I have a lot of mascara tubes now that I'm, <laughs> you know, end up throwing out because I use it once or twice. But yeah, it's definitely been, you know, also uh, fun to experiment with different kinds of creams and eye makeup and, and eyeliners and et cetera. Have there been any surprises? Standout products? Um, you know what? I think for eyeliners, there's a, there's one of the girls was buying like a $60 eyeliner at work and it was absolutely like horrible for her, um, for her dry eyes. She has really bad meibomian gland dysfunction and you would think like a $60 product would be great, but it's actually, you know, causing havoc on her ocular surface. And so I've been surprised there, um, with mascaras. Um, you know what? I haven't found one that I'm absolutely like in love with yet, but I'm looking to try to find that that one that I'm like, all right, this is this is it. This is good for your eyes. It's staying on. It's not smudging. It's not going to make my eyes dry. So I'm I'm still on the quest to find that one. How about you, Lily? Yeah, I mean, I would I would agree with that. I think um, what we've come across, what I've come across, is that you either have those you know high end mascaras that are terrible for your eyes, or you have those really clean mascaras or those clean products that don't stick on well or that you know they're smudging by the end of the day and so it's just kind of finding a balance finding a product that has the best of both worlds that we can you know give or take a little bit on both sides so and you're you're definitely trying out some lower cost uh products too i mean i saw you know like a four dollar um eye puff creams, that kind of thing, you know, rollers, <laughs> yeah. um, which is, uh, which is pretty neat because y y you, know, you're right. The, the, the conventional wisdom is the more you pay, the better the quality. Um, right. and are you finding that? No, no, no. So there could be, you know, a 
$60, like I was saying, an eyeliner that is horrible. And then you go and try like a NYX or NYX eyeliner that's actually really decent for, you know, eye health. And so it doesn't really, price doesn't always correlate with um, how healthy it is for your eye and also, you know, the quality of, of the product. Yeah. And I suppose the challenge is, you know, is, is this year's formulation going to be the same as next year's <laughs> formulation? But uh, I guess that's going to keep your trials going a little, bit, <laughs> a little bit longer. I think that's one thing that um, I'm sure I'm sure Jessica always uh, tells her patients as well. You know, sometimes our patients don't realize that the these companies change their formulations and don't say anything. And then all of a sudden, you know, they have issues and it's it's just a constant battle trying to remember like oh okay they're not they're not disclosing when things are being changed um they're not disclosing what's being put completely when expiration date is and it's just a a lot of different components yeah i think lily brings up a great point that you know the makeup industry is not very regulated in the united states where in europe there's like over 3000 chemicals that are banned in the us i think the list is like 11 so there's a lot of products that have a lot of toxic chemicals that we're putting directly onto our eyes and and to you know our essentially our ocular surface and so it's super important that you know you, you do research and you figure out what products are, you know, essentially healthy for you. And, you know, because they don't, they're not required to disclose what's, you know, what's in there. Um, you really have to dig in and find, you know, what's in that mascara or that eyeliner or that eyeshadow that you're using. Do either of you sell um, cosmetic products in, in your practices? Um, no, I, I briefly worked at a practice that carried a beauty counter. Um, beauty counter is a makeup brand that um, you can, I guess, individually sign up and sell. Um, but I'm not sure how much they actually sold um, product wise. Yeah. Because I see, for example, on some of your uh, Instagram postings, things like um, eyes are the story and, and other products that are uh, developed with, with optometrist input. Um, do you think that those make a difference? Um, yeah, we both got a, a, to try eyes of the story. Yeah, I mean, I think what they're they're really great at is um, the how small the mascara tube is, right? I think we all tend to keep the well, I, I'm guilty of it, keeping mascara longer than we should, and really should be switching it out every thirty, you know, sixty days, ninety days, depending on how big the tube is. And so, yeah, I think you know she has um, eyes of the story are a great product. Um, it, I'm interested to see if more optometrists are actually going to carry that in office. And, you know, it's, you really have to change the mindset of patients because you go into an eye doctor thinking you're going to get glasses, um, not necessarily by, you know, makeup that's healthy for you. But yeah, I think it's a, it's a great idea to carry something clean um, and offer that as a, you know, as a solution or an alternative to your patients. So, Dr. Flores, that brings up kind of an interesting point. How do you even get patients to talk about this? Do you wait for them to bring it up? Do you bring it up? Because that's a, that's a similar mindset shift. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's a combination of both. Um, you know, if when I'm examining their eyes, I'm seeing, you know, some meibomian gland dysfunction or, you know, a lot of makeup debris on their tear film or, you know, their uh, tear film is really reduced you know, I'll bring it up. If, if I don't see anything like that, sometimes 
Um, I'll see their lashes, right? Like that they're not clean. I'll bring that up. Um, and sometimes they're just like, okay, when's the soonest I can uh, get my lashes done after my LASIK surgery? Or when can I start wearing makeup as soon as I get my LASIK surgery? And so that opens up that conversation there. So it's a combination of both, I'd say. Dr. Duran, are you bringing it up or are patients? Oh, no, absolutely. So I I talk a lot during my exams. <laughs> so I always tell patients what I'm doing. So I'll say, okay, you know, close your eyes. I'm going to be checking the health of your lids and lashes, um, you know, et cetera. And so that always brings up an opportunity to say, okay, well, you know, after I finish my slit lamp exam, I always say, okay, well, you know, I saw a lot of debris on your lashes and you know, there's some early signs of blepharitis, and it might be the mascara that you're using, or I saw a lot of glitter in your tear film from your eyeshadows. And so I always, I, I, I feel like I talk with most of my female patients, at least some about mascara, you know, and it's always that one patient that I'm like, wait, this mascara is great. It's like not flaking, it's staying on her lids. Like, and I'm always like, what are you wearing? <laughs> like, <laughs> tell me what this is, so I can recommend it to other patients. So yeah, I, I, I think, you know, I see about 20 to 30 patients a day, and I'm probably talking makeup with at least 18 of them. Yeah. Wow. Does that carry over to, are there other ODs in the practice? I work with an ophthalmologist. And so, okay. yeah, he's definitely, he's a little old school, so he's not talking about it, but we do have a dry eye clinic that we run. And so a lot of the times they'll refer them to me so that we start them on, you know, um, proper hygiene and, you know, talk about, like I said, alternatives with eye makeup and things like that. So yeah, we pretty, we have a good, a good system in place in the office where, you know, if they're having issues with dry eye and I'm seeing them for a dry eye clinic, that um, makeup is usually one of the, the things that we're definitely talking about in that, in that exam. So Dr. Flores, you're in Texas, Dr. Duran is in, in California. How did um, Dr. Eye Beauty come to be? We kind of came together and we were just talking about how like, hey, there's there's actually nothing on makeup and eye care specifically from optometrists or, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there that's, you know, dermatologist recommended, right? Um, but there's nothing that's, um, you know, optometrist recommended. There's very little information that's, you know, reviewed and certified by ophthalmologists. Um, and so, um, we just decided like, Hey, this is a, a great place to start. We should, um, use social media to the best of its ability and reach as many people as we can, because this is just something everybody should know, um, you know, for how big the, the beauty industry is, um, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's so much opportunity to help teach everybody. So that's kind of how it came about. And we we're like, well, it's going to be fun trying on, trying all these new products. I mean, if we're not willing to try it on ourselves, how can we recommend it for other people? And I think that yeah. was the premise that we kind of based it on that, you know, if, if it's good enough for us, it's going to be good enough for our patients. But if it's not good enough for us, then, you know, it's, we won't even recommend it to patients. Mm -hmm. yeah. And what, what kind of feedback have you gotten from from other ODs. I mean, I know that, that obviously they, they post their own experiences. They, they share whether they've got products or, or devices, you know, that, that, that they use, but uh, is that what you were expecting? Were you expecting ODs to, to be so engaged? Absolutely. I think, um, you know, just our interest in it, I think it's something that's fair, you know, as far as um, 
especially female ODs that, you know, we use makeup, you know, on a daily basis. And so, yeah, you know, I was, I'm, I was surprised at how many in like how many how much we don't know about it and I think it's created a nice community where you know like you said some doctors are like oh well I use this or I've tried this and it's a good way to kind of get that at least that conversation started yeah so what what happens next I mean does Dr. iBeauty become a, a stamp of approval I mean is is there uh is there a search function is there is there some way to sort of collate the information that you've pulled together I mean definitely we're we're working on a couple of different things we're trying you know trying to figure out what direction would be best to go in um we are definitely working on a few CEs that we're trying to get cope approval for so that we can start providing that um, education to, you know, directly to ODs as an aspect, and not only to our female colleagues, but also our male colleagues, who are probably less likely to bring up the makeup conversation in the exam room. So, you know, I think our main focus is education. And so we're trying to, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about a couple of things that, you know, in which way kind of to, to direct it in, but for sure, the the number one thing right now is getting those CEs to cope approved so that we can, you know, further edit, you know, educate our colleagues and, you know, start, um, again, start the conversation about makeup and make it something that we, you know, a regular thing that we're talking to our patients about and not something that's kind of like, well, should I say something? Should I not? So yeah, our main focus for now is education. The big thing is, you know, just talking about makeup and making sure as ODs that we're talking about makeup and the ocular surface and making that a conversation that we're able to have with patients and feel confident in speaking with patients about. So, you know, if there's any ODs out there that have questions or are concerned about bringing up that conversation in the exam room, you know, we're here. Um, Don't be afraid to, you know, send us a message on Instagram and we can definitely talk about it. But, you know, I, I think our main goal is just to get that information out there. And yeah, if you have any products that you've tried and you love or you recommend to your patients, send it our way because we'd love to, mm-hmm. to test it out ourselves. D- Dr. Flores, do you feel more confident talking to patients about makeup now as a result of kind of all of this initiative? Absolutely. I think, um, you know, if I think back to whenever I first graduated, I think it was more so guessing on what was what was a great product, what wasn't, um, what we're supposed to recommend, what we're not, you know, ultimately it's like, okay, if you don't put any eye makeup on your eyes and you know, that's the best solution. Um, but now I think knowing different preservatives, knowing the different types of products that are out there, um, I'm able to a lot more confidently say like, Hey, you know, that's, that's not a very good serum for your eyes or, you know, that's not a good mascara. Try this one instead. Or, um, you know, it, it just gives a lot more confidence and, you know, it gives more confidence to the patient that you do know what you're talking about and that, um, that you've done your research and, and you're not just kind of spitting out what you think. So. And I think another important point that Lily just brought up is that you can't tell patients, obviously no eye makeup is going to be the healthiest thing for your eye, but you can't tell patients, no, they're going to do the eyelash extensions. They're going to use, you know, the eyeliner on the waterline, they're going to do the waterproof mascara. So it's really about, you know, having that conversation and knowing that they're probably going to do it, even though you told them it's not great for their eyes, you know, like going to the dentist and flossing, right? <laughs> like they're, 
it might they might tell you they're not going to do it, but they're going to go home and they're going to get those eyelash extensions. And so just providing or letting them know what the safest way to do things, um, the safest way to get eyelash extensions, or if they're going to get their eyeliner tattooed, you know, being able to give them um, great information and do just the best way for them to do it the safest, you know, safely. Yeah. That's awesome. Spreading the word you know, and using, using this fun and really attractive uh, medium. Your, your Instagram page looks, looks fabulous. It's got a great uh, look and feel to it. And it's, it's super engaging. If uh, you haven't visited Instagram at uh, Dr. iBeauty yet, you should definitely go, go take a look. Dr. Duran, Dr. Flores, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you for listening. I hope you join us again next time on WL Voices. If you'd like to be part of our podcast series, please contact us. You can email us at wovoicesonline at gmail.com or via our website, womeninoptometry.com, on Facebook at WL Magazine, or through Twitter or Instagram at WomenODs. See you next time.